Hello, and welcome to the Stuck Brain Podcast, all things mental health with a different approach. We look at the research, but we also discuss real life experience. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Stuck Brain Podcast. I am your host, Eric Osterland, and today I have an interesting episode for you. It comes from the Addicted Mind Plus series, where Dwayne Osterland and I co host a series of podcasts. They're about 15 minutes apiece, and they're designed to be small, actionable steps that people can take to help with their mental health and addiction recovery if needed. So today we have a great episode about the curious mind and how to foster curiosity and how that helps with mental health, emotional stability, and addiction recovery. Okay, without further ado, on to the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Addicted Mind Plus, where we provide you with helpful information within 15 minutes, at least we try. My co-host is Eric Osterlin from the Stuck Brain Podcast. He's here with me today. I recently did an interview with a colleague about collaborating with your nervous system to help with recovery. And uh, in that interview, I mentioned that it was important to have a curious mindset. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, cultivating a curious mindset to help with recovery and emotional stability. And so we're going to talk about, you know, what curiosity is, why it's important, how it kind of impacts emotional stability. Why, why does a curious mindset impact that? And how does that work within our nervous system? And maybe we might talk about, you know, some common myths about curiosity and some roadblocks and challenges that people face when they're trying to foster and create and cultivate a curious mindset. So so let's start. Eric, why don't you jump in and, and tell us about curiosity? Yeah. So first, before I go into curiosity, I do want to talk about the contest that we're talking about. When you had that conversation, you were talking about um, collaborating with your nervous system. And right. in that conversation, you talked about developing a, a curious mind. So that's why we wanted to do this episode, because it kind of augments that. Now, what is curiosity? On its simple definition, it's just asking how, what, and why about myself and the world around me. And that's pretty simple on its face. But when we use it in, in collaboration with the nervous system, it has a whole different kind of meaning and feel, which we're going to go into. So first off, we have the nervous system. And in that nervous system, we have the autonomic nervous system. That's the automatic nervous system. Now, that part is broken up into two nervous systems, the sympathetic, the fight or flight system, or the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest. Now, that's kind of like the gas and the brakes of the nervous system. Now, most of us today, especially in recovery, walk around in the sympathetic nervous system, right? We have all these invisible threats going on. We have, did I make rent? Did I pay mortgage? Is my social media post going to be liked? You name it, we have that invisible threat. And we're kind of in that sympathetic nervous system. And when you say invisible threats, it's kind of meaning like, you know, threats that it's not like we're going to get eaten by a lion. I mean, you, yeah. you want your you, you want your sympathetic nervous system to kick in if a lion's about to eat you. I mean, you, you want out you want out of here. But a lot of these threats that we feel in our body in that sympathetic nervous system, you know, like you said, they're invisible. They're not really real threats. They're not really going to harm us, but yeah. yet our body's reacting as if they're going to harm us. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you're clarifying that because our, our nervous system has kept us alive for billions of years. A lion yeah. jumps out, we run, we survive. 
But today we have the invisible threats that our nervous system didn't evolve to really handle. So we end up more in that sympathetic state kind of thing. Yeah. So what's so cool about curiosity, which I'm excited to talk about, is that it, it collaborates with the parasympathetic nervous system. So when you're, when you're curious, well, in order to be curious, you have to be in a safe environment. You have to feel safe, you have to feel non-threatened, and then you can be curious. As soon as a threat comes in, let's, let's say that lion jumps in there, your narrow focus, tunnel vision, sympathetic nervous system has kicked in and you gotta you save yourself, right? So we're kind of using curiosity to influence the parasympathetic nervous system, which is pretty amazing. Pretty exciting, yeah. And, and to kind of, so just to, to, to clarify, it's like, you know, we have the sympathetic nervous system, we have that fight or flight response, and if we start to kind of foster a curious mindset, we actually move our system into the parasympathetic or, or kind of lower that down as we just kind of cultivate curiosity. Absolutely. Because those things go together, right? Like if you're curious, you're going to be more in that parasympathetic state, that, that relax and digest state. Mm -hmm. The brakes are on and uh, we can kind of influence our nervous system by just doing that. Absolutely. And one of the ways we think we can influence it is because we change our, our mindset from being passive to active. Now we're actually actively looking for things. And that's different than just being passive and sitting in the, in the passenger seat and letting life hit you. So there's a little right. bit of power yeah, yeah. there with being, curious, with, with being curious about our situations. Right. And the other thing I, I love about curiosity is it, it makes your mind observant to new ideas. You know, like you said earlier, when we're in that fight or flight state, we have tunnel vision and we can't see options, yep. right? We have to get to safety to see options. And so we make decisions on a very narrow focus. And sometimes those decisions aren't great if we don't have all the information. Yeah. And if we can't see all the information, we're making bad decisions. So, you know, as we foster a curious mindset, we, we open ourselves to new possibilities. Yeah. New worlds and new possibilities with those new ideas. Right. It's all about exploring instead of just being the passenger in the car and having world push you around kind of thing. With all that comes excitement in your life. If you're being curious and you're trying new things, you tend to have a more fulfilling life. Right. Yeah. And there's even some research around that. There's research that curiosity improves memory, creativity, that precious flow state that we always want to get into. It's associated with higher life satisfaction and also even aging well over time. Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, curiosity is, is not just about calming the nervous system, although that emotional stability is a real benefit of it. These other life things show up that help us, you know, thrive. What was really interesting too is in some of the research, grit yeah. was also associated with addiction recovery when you have a curious mindset. Yeah. And and grit when we're facing really hard problems to stick with it. Yes. To to stay with it and keep pushing on it. I mean, that's that's grit, right? Yeah. And I found that very interesting that having a curious mindset actually, you know, they, that was associated with grit. I, I wouldn't have seen that, but that, yeah. that really kind of blows me away. I know. And it, it's pretty amazing because like you said, grit, we need for recovery. We need to stick with it. That's the main ingredient. So developing a curious mind leads to grit, leads to staying with recovery a little bit longer. And what's really interesting too, is it shows lower rates of depression. People who have a curious mindset, have mm -hmm. lower rates of depression and fewer negative emotions, which is 
kind of really interesting because a lot of times when we got to harness that curiosity, we're in that, you know, that sympathetic fight or flight response. And that's not always the funnest place to be no. at times, right? But people who have a curious mind actually, you know, have fewer negative emotions, which I found like that's really interesting too. Yeah. And that leads to emotional stability. Right. Absolutely. If you're if you're more curious about your emotions, A, you're not going to avoid them, and B, you're going to lean into them. Right. And if you don't avoid them and you lean into them, they're going to be easier for you to digest and hang out with. That's going to cause you to stay within the window of tolerance, which is important. You want to talk a little bit about window of tolerance? Yeah, I think that's really important to, to understand. Our window of tolerance is our emotional bandwidth, so to speak. Like, you know, yep. we either get, we're either out of our, like going way up and we're out of our emotional bandwidth and we're no longer in control because our emotions are so powerful or we're so shut down that we're not in control either because we're not listening to our emotions as, as guides. So we want to stay in that emotional tolerant, that window where we can, we can function the, the, the best. And also I think go, I was going to say something else as, as you were talking too. the more we sit with our emotions and we're curious about our emotions and the world around us too, the less fear we have about our emotions, yep. which then actually lowers them down. So it's kind of counterintuitive. The more you, yep. time you spend with your emotions, the less intense they become. The more you avoid and escape your emotions, the more intense they become. So a curious mindset helps you sit with that those emotions and then foster that emotional curiosity. Yes, absolutely. So that that's the I think that's the key that I would like to make sure everybody understands is it helps you not avoid emotions. Yeah. So keep that in your back pocket, everybody. That's the most important part. Let's lead agree. into some myths. Like, what are some things that people say about curiosity that isn't true? Well, I, I think you know they say a lot. Like, you know, it's just going to lead to more stress if I'm going to take the time to sit here and think about these things. I'm just going to be more stressed out. I don't have time. To be curious, I only have time for action. But you know, if you're actually going to be more stressed out, once again, curiosity leads to greater emotional resilience and stress management, which once again makes you make better decisions. So it actually leads to less stress over time, right? Yes. Maybe in the very beginning, as you're just starting out practicing a curious mindset, you might feel a little overwhelmed. But over the long run, you're going to have less stress. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. In the beginning, it might it might peak your, you know, anxiety up or your stress a little bit in the beginning. That's just because you're now sitting with the emotions instead of running from them, but it stacks. Over time, over time, you are going to feel less anxious because you're sitting with your emotions and they're not as scary. Yeah, and and the other thing is like it really doesn't have to be time consuming at all. You know, yes. fostering a curious mindset can just be a moment. Yeah. You know, even brief moments of exploration or wonder can significantly impact your mindset and, and do that. You, you don't have to spend hours contemplating, you know, your life. You don't have to do that, right? You, you can do this in just a moment, like literally, and what I think is like literally seconds, maybe yeah. even microseconds, you know, sometimes when I've been distressed and I know we've been around each other and, you know, mm -hmm. we're brothers. So we, we spend a lot of times and we talk about our, our stuff and, uh, many, many times you, you know, you, you've kind of really turned me on to that curiosity piece because you're like, huh, let's yeah. be curious about that, you know? And it's like, yeah, let me just do that. Let me just really think uh, how that could happen. So yeah, one or two minutes. Yeah. One or two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. 
The other thing that we see a lot too is, this is my favorite, serious people don't have time for curiosity. When people say that, the thing that comes to my mind is you're avoiding. <laughs> right. When you're right. saying you're too serious to be curious, you're avoiding right. your emotions. That's just, yeah. you're trying to get out of it because you don't really want to sit with this stuff. What do you feel about that? Yeah, and I think that goes into like one of our roadblocks too, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, open to, uh, you know, overcoming the fear of a emotional vulnerability when we do this, yes. right? I mean, the reality is all of us have parts of ourselves that are hard to look at or hard to experience. I mean, yep. if you're a human being and you're alive, there's going to be parts of yourself you don't like. And so you don't want to be curious about them because you got to kind of sit with them. But if you are, you learn from them. That's the benefit of it, right? You you get you get stronger. So you have to really overcome your fear of that emotional vulnerability when you start to interact and cultivate this curious mindset for emotional stability because you kind of have to overcome that, right? Yeah. You have to get through that. There's power in being vulnerable. Yeah. Right. To ourselves and to others. Yeah, absolutely. I would say another thing that people struggle with or a roadblock is recognizing and managing emotional peaks. What I mean yeah. by that is you're going to go up, you're going to go down, and that's okay in the beginning. You're going to sit through that. So yeah. just learning that, you know, I, I'm going to manage this and not turning it into a bigger deal than it needs to be. I think is is important and dealing with those inconsistent emotional responses too right like the ups and downs our our emotions are always fluid they're always moving they're they're mm -hmm. you know and sometimes our emotions don't even make sense right i mean so yeah. it's important to be curious about them because we can have emotions for all kinds of reasons that have nothing to do with logic or anything in front of us right i mean yeah you know, one of the examples I use is like you can take certain flu medications and it can lead to anxiety and the anxiety is nothing yeah. about anything but the flu medication you took, right? I mean, yeah. so you, we have to be curious about our emotions. They don't they don't necessarily, you know, sometimes they're right, but sometimes they're wrong, you know? Yeah. So that's the hard part. And with a curious mindset, you're looking at the big picture of everything. So not just our emotions. I mean, we're talking about emotional stability, but, you know, your world around you and the context yeah. that you're in. Right. And it helps you make sense of your emotions too. So when you're curious, you know, you can do that internally, but you can also do it externally too. I think that's an important point to make as well. So, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're on our time here. If you found this helpful, you want more information on the topic, we've put together an ebook that has more myths and common FAQs and goes through the steps of fostering a curious mindset. So I think it's really good. It'll give you some direction in doing this. It's called The Curious Blueprint for Addiction Recovery, How to Harness Your Curiosity and Achieve Emotional Stability in Five Easy Steps. And also, I'd encourage you to watch the conversation I had with my colleague. You can go to theaddictedmind.com and watch that conversation there about working on your nervous system, not against it, collaborating with your nervous system. That's what we really want to do. I think it'll help with your recovery journey. And we want to know and hear from you. So, if you want more information about a topic on recovery or our nervous system or how to do anything like that, let us know. Reach out to us at theaddictedmind.com or on Instagram or Facebook. You can message us. Tell us what topics you want to learn about, and we will take them on and bring you the research and talk more about it. So once again, thanks for listening to The Addicted Mind Plus. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much and have a great day. Once again, thank you for listening to our podcast. And those of you that have taken time to leave reviews and contact us through Instagram, 
Thank you. You can see the show notes at stuckbrainpodcast.com. You can also visit us on Instagram at stuckbrainpodcast, and you can leave what topics you want to hear next.